As a thankful recipient of many, many skincare products over the years, I've learned to discern what is naturally actually activating my skin to rebalance and recalibrate on its own. That's what your skin is meant to be doing, and it keeps getting disrupted by all these choices that we make. So, when the founder and creator of Herbal Face Food reached out to me, I was all ears. I didn't know why at first. It turns out that Herbal Face Food is the most potent antioxidant skincare line on the market today, period. The raw plant ingredients in each of their products are never processed, never manipulated with synthetics or emulsifiers. These anti-aging botanicals are combined with the most precious plant concentrates, and they have changed my skin. Here's how. I'm going to talk about two of the products, the Herbal Face Food Serums and the Cream. The serums contain powerful phytoenzymes and antioxidants. These are activated and infused into your tissues. They hydrate and increase the resiliency of your skin, and they feel like they're plumping up your face. I use Serum 1 daily. I use Serum 2 when I'm tired and I need extra firming for my skin. And I use the X, which is also known as the Cure, for a small patch of rosacea that flares up every now and again, which you cannot see because of these products. When you feed your skin with herbal face food, you will feel real live ingredients at work. An activating flush, an invigorating tingle, some warmth, all of these are evidence of your skin healing at the cellular level and years of damage reversing. The cream is the most potent moisturizer I've ever tried, and I've tried them all. I live in the high desert. This cream contains 102 of the world's most powerful anti-aging botanicals and is also the world's first and only edible SPF <laughs> with a protection rating of SPF 50+. Plus. And this is accomplished 100% by plant power. And you can expect intense hydration, soothing for your tired skin. You can expect to see inflammation calmed and rebuilding of elasticity so your complexion looks and feels more smooth, and more radiant. Herbal face food is not plant-based. It's plant-powered. It has the highest rating on the ORAC anti-aging scale. ORAC means oxygen radical absorbance capacity. I never knew what that meant before. Highest, over 30 million on that scale. By contrast, vitamin C in skincare rates under 100,000. Herbal face food is using all post-consumer recycled materials and packaging. They use glass and aluminum, which is super easy to recycle as well. The products and packaging are 99% free of plastics. They contain no ingredients that involve the destruction or harm of any plant, animal, or marine life. These are 100% plants only, these products. These active concentrates are coming from the seeds, the fruits, the leaves, or the flowers of the plants only. These products have been a complete revolution for me. I know that you will love the way your skin looks and feels after using it even for just a day or two. And the best part is that Herbal Face Food has offered us, you, my community, a code to receive 20% off forever, ever. The code is capital E-L-E-N-A 20. Once again, that's my name in all caps, ELENA2020. The site is herbalfacefood.com. The code is all caps ELENA20. It's not just your first purchase, it's any purchase. You will love these products, and I am so grateful 
herbal face food for the change that you have made in my life. Thank you. Welcome to the Practice You podcast. My name is Elena Brower. Let's dive into today's conversation regarding life's myriad transitions and how we refine our responses in our relationships, our wellness, our households, our work, and in our practices. You are invited to learn and love and listen with me. Welcome to Practice You. Welcome back to the podcast. I have with me a new friend, a mental health therapist, an emotional wellness coach. If you, our listener, are working with anxiety, depression, or traumatic stress, Rachel McLeod is here for you. Welcome to the podcast, Rachel. Thank you for having me. Yes, indeed. I am always very interested in hearing about the way in which folks find such work that you are doing. It is such an important service on this planet at this time. I can only imagine what your clients and people are facing. How did you find this work? You know, I found this work because I needed it. Um, I graduated and became a therapist and I was a talk therapist and I was really hating the results I was getting people. I didn't see any results oh, wow. and I'm not really about no results. Uh, so mm. at that time I, my department was laid off. And so I was so mad at the field. I just left. I didn't return. My husband had suggested, Hey, why don't you just stay home with the kids? And I was like, yes, let's do that. And, um, gosh, I, about three years later, I'd had three children under three and my life was bigger than my ability to cope with my complex childhood trauma. And so I was just suffering with obsessive compulsive disorder. That was my first diagnosis. And gosh, I couldn't solve any problems. My brain was not working. I didn't know that at the time. Uh, I thought I was having other issues like a marriage crisis or a financial crisis. I did not realize it was actually a mental health crisis. And so right. I was diagnosed with OCD and my husband was like, something's not right. Why don't you go get an evaluation? I didn't want to go to those people because I'm mad at all the talk therapists at that point in my life. I've since made peace, but I got that diagnosis and within like a week I had seen this energy worker who helped my son overcome something the doctors hadn't been able to. And uh, she helped him overcome it in three days. And so I was like, whoa, that was a big trip. And she was doing some electromagnetic work with him. So I went back to her and I was like, uh, do you think you could help me? And um, we did the same thing. I don't know exactly what she did because whatever that was blew my mind. But she handed me um, the intervention emotional freedom techniques, a training DVD set for that. And she said, try this, it will change your life. And so I went home and watched the training. And that night I was laying in bed with my usual insomnia and couldn't get to sleep, couldn't fall asleep, mind racing, um, enough energy running through me to propel a helicopter, I'm sure. And something in me said, try that intervention thing. So I pulled it back out and I found the, the places I'm supposed to tap on my body and I'm tapping and I yawn. And I was like, oh, let me do that again. You know, so I tap again, I fall asleep. I wake up the next morning and I am like, I slept, I fell asleep. And 
what else can I try this on? And so this is really how I found this stuff. I started going after one symptom after the other, after the other, I was breaking out of obsessions and compulsions. I had been saving jars. (laughs) All the jars were gone. There were so many little things I was doing because my system was not processing fear. And so the fear had to go somewhere. I was doing these weird behaviors with it. And all of a sudden my brain was working really effectively with the fear. And all of a sudden I'm understanding my life better. I have more courage. I have more clarity and I no longer needed to do those behaviors just stopped showing up. Can we back up just for one second? When there's fear that's unprocessed, it begins to show up as these compensating behaviors. Mm Mm-hmm. When you're able to process the fear and your brain is able to work through whatever it is that seems to compel this uh, fright and what's the other word for fear that I'm trying to like danger, really, Um, then you can actually process issues quickly and work through any obsessions, compulsions. That's how it works. This is what I'm coming to understand. Is that true? Yeah, our systems are designed to process fear, terror, all the emotions. But these things register in our brain as pain. And so our pain neurons start firing and our survival system thinks we're in danger and starts the us moving into a survival state for survival activities instead of a processing state and understanding and getting clarity and choosing a behavior that is helpful and aligned with us. And so If the survival system gets involved with the fear process, which it does, and it's always involved with it, then the the fear doesn't actually move down the processing and we don't convert that into health and wellness. We actually use it for some of these really harmful and taxing behaviors like fight, flight, freeze, faint, and fawn. And that's really not the best use of our fear energy. And so really what we are doing with some of these other interventions, because well, we're really helping our brain and our whole mind-body system really utilize that fear well. And when brains really take that energy of fear, they make out of it courage, hope, and new beginnings. That's how we break out of patterns and cycles is by utilizing these energies well and how our system is actually designed. You know, it's our system is designed to take it also and freak out with it and go into a survival state But we've lost in our culture a lot of these ways that we naturally work with our body and our brain and our system to convert this energy into our next levels of wellness and to have fear be something that moves through us well and effectively. So really here, it's like really understanding, and this is all that I help people do, uh, is really working with their survival system. It's the part of our brain that will really allow our systems to process fear or to stop processing fear, or to block the fear from being processed. And the native language of that part of the brain is the body. It's like boy, talk therapies are really focused on the, a different part of the brain. That's not where the problem is. It's really with the survival system. And when we talk to the survival system in its native language and say, hey, we're safe, we can let this pain through, we can process this. Why don't we join the rest of the brain in a processing stance. And all of a sudden that fear goes right through, gets converted and it's electrical. So it happens within seconds. And that's a lot of information, but let's pick that apart. I promise you our listener right now is lapping all of this up because this is probably the most important information many of us have heard in quite some time. All of us are operating with fear. Yeah. The fact that it's a 
part of the brain that needs physical movement, touch, tapping, whatever it is, in order to move through is highly relevant information. There's no problem with what you just shared. Yeah. On your site, by the way, which for our listener, you can go check out Rachel right now. The spelling of her name is special. It looks like Rochelle, but it's actually Rachel. R-A-C-H-E-L-L-E, McLeod, M-C-C-L-O-U-D dot com. She gives away, which I am savoring, uh, a basic tapping guide, an entire PDF that includes thought field therapy with an algorithm chart for what parts of the body are the best for what manifestations of fear. Unbelievable. As well as a 40-minute video that is all free if you go onto her website and give her your email. I definitely did that. I'm definitely psyched. I then received an email right afterwards that she's going to be sending four other videos that are super relevant to me and to my family and to friends of mine. So I'm very happy to know you, Rachel. Let's talk about tapping for a second. I've had Nick on here, Ortner. The basic guide that you give out is extremely helpful. If anyone is looking to have a guide in front of you to print on a PDF, this is the one to get. I'm very interested. I love tapping and it works for me. I'm more interested in this thought field therapy chart. Can you talk to us a little bit about this? Yeah, this is the research done by Dr. Roger Callahan, who has since passed away. Thought field therapy is the original American tapping intervention before emotional freedom techniques. Emotional freedom techniques is a very simplified version of this that's come out of thought field therapy. So there's a lot more in thought field therapy, and it's very much more individualized to specific symptoms as opposed to emotional freedom techniques. It's like just tap on all the spots. You'll get one of them. It'll be great. <laughs> yeah, you'll, you won't miss anything. <laughs> you won't hopefully, miss anything. hopefully you'll get the one you need. Right. And um, in thought field therapy, the first training, you learn all these different algorithms, which are short sets of like three points or four points that Roger Callahan trialed and said, this works with most fear. This works with most OCD. This works with most shame. This works with most embarrassment. You know, you find them if you got a major issue going on, like let's say you're in a shame cycle and you're like, I am going to go process all this shame. And by the way, helping the brain process shame is incredibly liberating. It's one of the fastest ways to upgrade your life. And shame is very difficult for brains to process because it's a lot of pain. It's pretty intense pain. And so I like to use these um, interventions. I tell clients, we're escorting shame through the brain's healing pathways. <laughs> Let's go find it and escort it. Totally. Um, I to had no front. idea that it was the chin yeah. point. Yes. So you can find that, you know, shame piece, right? And anytime you notice shame coming up, you just tap on those couple of points. Huh. I started with emotional freedom techniques. I thought it was like the only thing in the world that was awesome. Everybody needed to do emotional freedom techniques. And while I think that I don't know that I was wrong, um, I think everyone would benefit from having that tool in their toolbox. But coming over here into thought-filled therapy and seeing even more things, like there's another intervention in it called um, collarbone breathing. Gosh, this is my favorite trauma processing intervention. Yeah, it is that's like helped taking me for a this long time. big hammer and like resolving traumatic memories and yeah. Anyway, that one's helped just, me for a long time. Yeah, you have one typo on this under environmental toxin correction. <laughs> okay, I'm the grammar police. You've got if, which is index finger, and then dash 
S-H instead of C-H. Oh, well, good to know. Yeah. Um, but that's cool. Environmental toxins, you would tap index finger and then chin. Yeah. 15 times. Let's see what our listener wants to know about. Jet lag. Get this. Jet lag east to west, under your arm, followed by your collarbone. If you're going west to east, you want to do under your eye, followed by your collarbone. Let's see what else. Panic or anxiety. There are five different possible protocols. I'll read you the first one. Eyebrow, under your eye, under your arm, and then collarbone. This is just the best list ever. I have been waiting my whole life for this list, honestly. Honestly. I was introduced to Nick. We were thrown together to co-teach something at Omega many, many years ago. I mean, 15 years ago. And I'm obsessed with tapping ever since. I don't really teach it because so many people teach it so well. But this chart, I've been dying for it. I'm so grateful to you for putting it out there and for free, no less. Mm-hmm. Yes. I would like to talk a little bit about the complex childhood that you mentioned, if that is okay to, to ask about. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's go there because I think our listener might be interested to hear how he, she, they coincide with you. Yeah. Um, you know, it's interesting because I would have never told you that I had complex childhood trauma. I was not aware of this at all whatsoever. Now I look back and I'm like, ah, it's so obvious. Um, not only was it complex childhood trauma, but generational patterns of PTSD and just dysfunction. And so I was raised, um, I was the first grandchild of some pretty um, disabled, mentally ill people that as a family unit, we functioned, but outside of that, we really didn't. But I was kept in that little nest and I was in that dynamic. My role was to be the golden child. So I was to be the light and the happiness and the joy and the success of the family to kind of prove that we were not as dysfunctional as we actually were. And so some of that stuff, you know, if you're the scapegoat of a family system, you're all the things that are bad in your family. And so you have a very negative view of yourself in the world. I was the opposite. So I had a very limited, positive view of the world. So as a result of that, I looked in my lens as if this is all wonderful. But really what's in there is that, right, You to create health, we need to be able to process both the negative and the positive. And then our brain takes that and integrates it and creates accurate thought and accurate ways of being and accurate responses to your environment. And so because my conditioning was only to do the positive and not the negative, I couldn't create an accurate picture of my world. But what I could create was high performance because if you exclude the negative, you can take the positive and you can perform very high. And many people don't even know you're mentally ill until it crashes. The bottom falls out because as you're moving up, you're also moving away from yourself because our self is stuck in both of the positive and the negative. And so that all the negative pieces you can't process, but the positive ones you can. And so you're on high, taking over the world, kicking tail and taking names and, but disconnected with the self, not meeting your own needs, uh, people pleasing, um, also shot full up of cortisol. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And adrenaline. Right. And we know in those states, you don't really store memories the same way. Right. So I look back at my childhood. I don't have a ton of memories. 
Mm. Right. All those memories are, yes, still in my body. They didn't make it to explicit. Cognitive. Right. Thank you, Element, for sponsoring the Practice You podcast. We have been personally using Element for well over a year. Element is spelled L-M-N-T. Elemental electrolyte salts that have completely changed the game around my house. Every night before bed, James and I split a packet. Helps us sleep, helps us get good solid rest, and helps combat fatigue, muscle pain, fogginess, irritability even. Did you know that your cells need electrolytes for optimal function? And if you're struggling with any of those things, you might just be deficient in electrolytes. They facilitate hundreds of cellular functions in your body, including nerves, hormone regulation, nutrient absorption, fluid balance. Element contains 1,000 milligrams of sodium, 200 milligrams of potassium, and 60 milligrams of magnesium. No artificial anything in here, no sugar, no nothing. My favorite flavors, as I said, orange watermelon and the chocolate caramel in hot water is just incredible. Element comes in tiny single-serving packets you can carry with you wherever you go. They're great on planes as well. With my link, you get a free sample pack with any order so that you can try all the flavors. And that link is drinkelement.com forward slash Elena. The spelling is D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T dot com forward slash Elena. Thank you. Thank you so much again, Element. Again, the link, drinkelement.com forward slash Elena. And so what is your heritage? Um, my family of my mother's side is German, Northern European, English. Wow. And my father's side is Haitian. He was born and raised in Haiti. So I'm first generation Haitian and white American. My mom says like the Heinz 57, that's, that's her statement that all the things together. So yeah. And I was raised primarily with the white side of my family, my mom's side. And so I really got, um, for better or for worse. Right. Right. Yeah. And both. Right. So, um, my father's side had equal trauma. So, but just very different. Gosh, I can only imagine. I have a, a number of friends of mixed race who were raised with the white family and it was very, very, very challenging for them. Yeah, I wouldn't even come to start integrating race and my ethnicity till, gosh, I think high school. Like when people say we're just people, because that was my family's philosophy, um, that's really was the farthest I went, right? I'm just a person here. And then I'm like, oh, wait, hold on. Hold on. I'm many other things. And it's very important that I acknowledge my rich history and heritage. Yeah. And people, I'm noticing now people do treat me differently, you know, because of this other element. So I better, you know, understand it as well. Integrating race on either side is, it wasn't just racism on one side, it was internalized racism on the other side. Yes, 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 yes. Just taking that in, giving us both a little empathy right now. There's so much pain around all of this on both sides. So much regret, so much shame. I'm tapping my chin. I have so much shame as a white person. Processing this fact of your uh, lineage 
the fact of the mental illness. And I assume that was on the on your mom's side. Is that what I'm understanding? Um well, it's kind of, it's like this. I'm not close enough to my dad's side to evaluate everybody. And I would, because now that I evaluate people, it's like, I can't not evaluate people. Obviously. Um, <laughs> it's so much fun. So, I know, right? It's like, can you just turn that off, that function off? No, but there's definitely mental illness on my father's side as well. Got it. Yeah. Okay. I think there was so much pain for the last, you know, five, six, 10, 20 generations unprocessed not spoken. That's right. That we're still unraveling these sort of betrayals over and over and over again. That's right. And really the transformation happens when the pain gets processed through our bodies completely, right? Not completely, but complete. Like the shame that comes up or the the pain that comes up that our body is designed to send all of this information from outside of us and from within us and get that stuff to the front of the brain, past the survival system through to the front of the brain. And there, that's when it all the magic happens, all the conversion, all the customizing our life to us happens, releasing subconscious programming, updating our subconscious programming. All the magic happens in the prefrontal cortex. And we're interacting with that pain all the time, consciously or unconsciously. And I don't think we all need to go out and mega focus on pain, but there's a time when you can tell like that's the stuff that you need to focus on processing. That's the stuff that's going to have a hard time getting to the front of the brain. That's the stuff that will keep these patterns stuck. And we're seeing it when we look at each other. We're seeing it when we're reading these materials. And it's like, if we could combine that stuff with some support to help our brain actually process the pain out of it, all of a sudden we're going to get connection, empathy, understanding, insight, and new solutions, which is really what we need. If we don't, we'll keep using the old solutions we've always used, which is how, you know, avoid pain, stay away from pain. If one has um, guilt and shame around racism, right, and what has been done to Black people, they might feel more, I want to stay away because that represents pain. Not because they actually want to stay away from Black people, but because the pain is too great and survival systems are designed to keep us away from pain. You know, you had a blog in uh, October of last year, really great, really simple, called Letting Comments from Others Get to You. And this relates to what you've just said. The brain, you write, registers rejection, betrayal, and other painful social interactions from the same part of the brain that registers physical pain. From your brain's, and specifically your pain neuron's perspective, a cutting comment from others, or, you know, I'm just adding in like shame around your complicitness and racism. It's the same as somebody like punching you or cutting you in the brain. Yep. <laughs> Wild. Yeah, know the difference. And so we're going to avoid the pain like we would avoid being stabbed in the gut. Addiction. Right. Numbing out. Yes. Even Netflix, whatever, whatever That's right. you do. And then if you can understand this from that point, it does take a lot of the shame off because this is brain function. This is not, I'm a bad person. And can I help my brain process this well so we can choose a different function? 
which is where the tapping comes in. That's right. Brains desensitize pain and it really converts it. The front of the brain loves all the information. It's not like, oh, this is pain. Stay away from it. It's like, ooh, look at this. Look at all this pain. And when they said this, did you see their face? And oh, wow. And this, and we can learn this. And, and it gets very precise and accurate in understanding the outside world. It loves the stuff right? It's the survival system that has a hard time with the pain. It's like, no, get away from that. The front of the brain is like, give it to me, give it to me, send it up, send it up. And the body, if you understand the body, the body is like, I just have a job to do. I just gathered this information about this cutting comment and I got to deliver it to the front of the brain, right? And then the survival system saying, no, get away from me. And the body is like, no, I got to give it up. And so if it doesn't make it past, it stays in the body and the body never stops trying to complete its task of delivering the report. And so that's why some of us are having flashbacks. It's the body delivering that report that happened two decades ago that it still hasn't made it to the front of the brain. It hasn't completed its job with that event. And the body will never stop until it gets to do it. Right. Which is why tapping is so weirdly efficient. When you use the tapping to desensitize the pain, the brain can actually resolve whatever it was. Exactly. And you can just move forward. That's right. I thought it was EFT, right? But then I get trained in thought-filled therapy and then I get trained in EMDR and then I'm doing energy medicine and all of these things, you get the same result. And so I really learned that the brain does this. Uh, the brain really connects and synthesizes all of this stuff, but it really gets stuck right at the survival system part of the problem, the emotional distress piece. If we can help with that emotional distress, the brain is like, I can do the rest of this. And that's really why I stay out of talk therapies and counseling people. I don't know what they should do, but I'll tell you what, if we get this report from their body that maybe happened 10 years ago, past the survival system, their brain will figure out what to do next. They will solve their own problems and all the confusing chaos in their mind, their brain will be like, oh, this doesn't belong here. Let's put this and starts untangling these big cognitive, mental, behavioral knots that cause disorder and dissatisfaction in our lives and disconnection to, with ourself and others. Brains are supposed to fix this. Our listener, I want you to make sure you go to Rachel's blog and look at the blog post called Letting Comments from Others Get to You. It is fascinating. Read it slowly. She writes in small chunks and basically walks us through exactly what brains do. A comment that gets to you and leaves you with pain that hurts, that isn't fun, is not a sign of weakness, she says. These are the moments when we can learn important things about ourselves and what we want if we allow and support the process of desensitizing the brain to this perceived pain and moving it through. And that's what your work is, to guide us through exercises to sort of pull up the issues and release them. That's right. And really just tapping on a regular basis can be really helpful to help your brain process whatever it's working on. And then there's times where you need specific skills and strategies to resolve different issues like flashbacks or compulsions or obsessions or um, panic attacks. And we need to dig a little bit deeper. And there are very specific strategies for that, that I also teach. And that's really part of my program, the curriculum I've developed for resolving disorders and anxiety, depression, and trauma disorders. And so if you find that tapping works, and I teach tons of interventions, um, if some of them work and you have a working one, something that helps your brain do its work, then you can take it and you can start saying, hey, let's do this work over here. And my program, Inner World Transformation, is to guide people through that process step by step. So 
sometimes you'll need that extra support, those extra skills. And sometimes just grabbing an intervention and tapping with it is the thing you want. Yeah. The collarbone breathing exercise has been really efficient for me. I've been using it for a long time. I do it outside usually in the mornings if I can. But I want our listener to understand or maybe even have an experience of it. Is it possible for you to walk us through a short collarbone, five, six breaths audio without video? Yeah, I think that's a really good idea. This intervention is very complicated when you're just listening to it and you're like, what? Mm -hmm. Um, There's a breathing component. There's a holding a hand positioning and then tapping. So if you'll take your two fingers, your first finger, your index and your middle finger and touch them to the collarbone point that you'd normally would tap on, which is if you find under your chin, you find those two um, balls of your clavicle. About that for my anatomy and physiology. Yes. <laughs> and you I'm you find you. those those two bony parts and you pull down about an inch and then out about an inch or a half an inch. Right there, you'll find a little indent and really close enough is close enough. If you're somebody like myself with some OCD there, I have trialed this and watched people do it completely wrong and they still get the same benefit. So not completely wrong, but in the close to that area. Our in the system, neighborhood. You're in the neighborhood. That's right. Our system knows what we're doing. And so it's like, oh, you're doing this thing. You're a little off, but I know what you're doing. Let's go. And so you're, well, use your left hand. I'm going to, that's going to be your toucher and you're touching one of those points. And then you're going to take your right hand and you're going to find the triple warmer spot or the gamut spot in in the EFT. And that's on the back of your hand in between the pinky finger and the ring finger. So you're going to find that spot on the back of the hand right there. And you're going to tap continuously. So you've got your toucher, your hand touching you, and you've got your tapper tapping. Okay. And this is the first part of it. So here we're going to do a breathing sequence. And so you're going to take a deep breath in and hold it halfway out and hold it all the way out and hold it breathe halfway in and hold it and breathe regular now the next thing I want you to do is the hand that's touching your collarbone point I want you to keep everything else the same but I want you to curl that one into your knuckles and touch that collarbone point with the knuckles instead of the the pads of the fingers the knuckles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to have you keep tapping. I'm going to talk while I have you tap here for a little bit. You can do this like first thing in the morning, like Elena just said. I'm feeling so easeful with just the first two, three breaths. Like so much ease just came over my body that instead of having lunch next, I want to have a nap. <laughs> and that's what happens. That's the shift from the survival state to the rest and digest and the processing state. And so those are the things that we'll, we'll notice, especially uh, for clients who have been in a survival state for a long time. When we trial this, they'll go into a lot of times pretty exhausted. They're like, oh, I'm so tired. That's actually what your system is actually running on without the adrenaline and the cortisol running, right? And so not a bad thing and definitely not something to avoid because pretty soon you'll get enough rest and digest that you'll feel more energetic. You kind of come into that depletion phase and your brain is like, Whoa, look at all this work we need to do. 
you know? Yeah, let's go get to work. <laughs> so, um, but we're still tapping here. And um, I want to also say about this is that this is where we can also get very specific and targeted. If you've got an issue coming up that maybe you've got shame coming up, or maybe there's somebody that you're going to meet that you're really afraid of meeting because you know that they're X, Y, or Z, really cantankerous or shaming, or you just don't know what, but you just don't feel good of when you go meet them or maybe an activity. You can think about that thing. And when you start thinking about it, you're going to activate all the report that your body has about it. And it's probably going to have some of that negative pain in there. We're looking for that. We want to cue that up and then use this intervention to help your system process that. And so uh, with your knuckles here, let's, you, maybe you can think of something in your mind. We'll do one more breathing and just take a look around. And so Take a deep breath in and hold it. Halfway out and hold it. All the way out and hold it. Breathe halfway in and hold it. And breathe regular. Okay. That's the simplifiedest version I think we can do with this intervention. There's six more touching points. And I explain all of that in my video. So you can learn about that there. But... Then what I have with people do is really check into that specific thing and see what they'll notice now. And a lot of times they'll notice feeling more relaxed about it. They might notice having new insights about it, right? Because once that emotional stuff gets processed, emotions are energy and information. They're little packages of information and energy. So what we'd like to see is the body calm because the body is like, oh, I got that report up there. Woo. You know, we'd like to see that. And we'd also like to see some more logical thought and maybe even some new thoughts in that new information is getting to the front of the brain about the situation. You might have more insights, uh, epiphanies. You also might notice your body moving into a, a problem solving process. Problem solving is a front brain activity that also lets us know that emotion and the information in there got to the front of the brain. And that's really what we're looking for to see if an intervention is, is the right match for you, is, is really giving you your brain the support it needs to complete its work. Mm. Rachel, you are a gift to this world. I am so glad that I found you, and I am so glad that your work exists. I am so thankful once again for all of the free information that you offer to folks who come to visit your site. I want to say once again your website, Rachel McLeod, but it's spelled very special way, R-A-C-H-E-L-L-E-M-C-C-L-O-U-D.com. Be sure to look at the blog. Be sure to get her free video. Be sure to get the free PDF. You will thank me. It is such good information to have, especially if you love tapping and you would like to go a little more deeply into the process with a little more uh, specificity. Rachel, thank you for your work. Thank you so much. You. Thanks for having me. Thank you wow. for your work. Yeah. Really beautiful honor to have you here. Thank you, AG1, for sponsoring the Practice You podcast. 
My listener, you've been hearing me talk about AG1 for some time. I think I've been taking it daily for almost three years. 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens in one scoop in the morning. The best way to start your day supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and longevity, the conversation of the moment. The taste is delicious. It's suitable whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. It contains less than one gram of sugar. No nonsense in here at all. It's a multivitamin that your body will actually absorb. If you are wanting to make an investment in your health and longevity, AG1 costs you less than $3 a day, far less expensive, and definitely less time-consuming than many different supplements. Reclaim your health, arm your immune system with convenient, delicious daily nutrition. And since you listen to the Practice You podcast, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of immune-boosting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go to athleticgreens.com forward slash Elena. Once again, that's athleticgreens.com forward slash E-L-E-N-A. Take ownership of your health, my listener. And thank you, Athletic Greens and AG1.